Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? Matt Johnson here with another episode of the UX Podcast. We have a very good, in-depth, but short, punchy episode for you today, and we're talking about positioning and profit. Our guest today is Kelly Campbell. She's an agency growth consultant. She is the host of a podcast specifically for agency owners called Thrive, Your Agency Resource, which you can find on her website, klcampbell.com, as well as iTunes and all the usual places. Uh, Kelly and I connected uh, through a mutual friend and past guest of the show, Mandy McCune, and uh, who's awesome in her own right. And what Kelly does is essentially help agencies position themselves correctly in their market and in their industry so that everything else cascades from there all the way down to the actual profitability and, and the health of the business. And she explains just why everything really backs up to your positioning and why profitability, it really is the choice and it comes from our positioning. So if we want to have a profitable, healthy business, we absolutely have to start with the right position in the marketplace. And so she talks a little bit about the four key questions that she asks clients, which you can ask yourself. Uh, to really uncover whether you have the right positioning and how she sees the right position as a bit of a whirlpool that's a blend of all four elements uncovered by those questions. So this is an incredible conversation. I cannot encourage you enough to listen to it, apply it, immediately go through and ask those four questions of your own business. If you are in the agency or creative world and you're working with clients and you are helping them, or if you're a business consultant and you are helping someone grow their business, this to me is where I would start, right? Our clients might come to us for God knows what, you know, my clients come to me for podcasting. Other people's clients might come to them for Facebook ads or growth hacking or design or business coaching or life coaching. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of pain that our clients have. Unfortunately, what oftentimes they don't realize is that their pain, what they believe is their pain is actually descended from a much earlier problem. And a lot of it has to do with their positioning in the market, which causes all the other pain points they experience and they try to pull the trigger on fixing them one at a time, whereas they should back up and go all the way back to the positioning. So if we want to do our clients a good service, a lot of times we have to help them back up. Now, we can't fix their positioning all the time, but if you're in a position where you can, if you're a business consultant, uh, if you're coaching agencies, if you're doing anything like that where you have the permission, the right to speak into that, um, do exactly what Kelly does. Go back to the basics, go back to the drawing board and make sure that their positioning is right because everything else, if they don't get the positioning right, everything else is exponentially more difficult and it's going to be harder for you to fix and deliver them great results that they're super happy with. So with all that being said, this is a really fun conversation. I'm super pumped to have Kelly not only on the show, but we'll get her back again because she has an absolute wealth of things that she can talk about. She's interviewing some incredible people and has some great insights. And so I know We'll have her back on in the future. But for now, here is Kelly Campbell. All right. Well, Kelly, officially welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. I'm excited to be here. And uh, I think it'll be a really interesting discussion, if nothing else. I agree. And for, for anybody that's listening, they've already heard me give your credentials and your, your bona fides and a little, a little bit about your background. But what do you tell people that you do now? Um, so most 
most recently, I heard someone introduce me as the agency whisperer. So, <laughs> I like so that. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to change my business card. That's, that's awesome. I think that's pretty badass. <laughs> uh, but no, I usually say that I am an agency growth consultant mm-hmm. and um, I really help established creative and tech agencies transform. Awesome. So, and, and agencies, whether, uh, you know, for anybody that's listening, that's not an agency owner, this, I mean, essentially we're all a professional service business. Uh, all this stuff that we're going to talk about applies because you help people really figure out what their position is in the marketplace. And that's one of the things that we're generally terrible at sometimes, especially if we do creative or service work, we're kind of really bad sometimes at paying attention to who else is out there, who our competition is and where we kind of sit in the landscape of things. And it sounds like that's one of the very first things you do with clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's, it's really interesting to me that agencies in particular are so bad at this um, because they do it day in and out for their own clients, right? So they're helping brands, they're helping nonprofits, they're helping other organizations, you know, whoever they're servicing, um, they help them to understand their position. They develop buyer personas. They do all of these things. And then they look inward and they're like, I don't know, you know, what, what do we do? I don't know. We do website design and we do branding and we do this and we do that. And who do we do it for? Everybody. That's right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, guys, let's pull it back a little bit. Um, so it's really fun for me because I get to work with creative people. I'm a creative person. I'm also a little analytical. Um, and uh, super empathetic. So I understand the challenges that they're coming to the table with. And I really like diving in and getting really, really deep into, you know, the foundation of positioning because everything basically hinges, um, the success of that agency hinges on the positioning. If it's really, really strong, they can, you know, attract ideal clients, they can charge premium, um, they've got great profit uh, margins, you know, great team, the whole thing. If you don't have that, you literally have the exact opposite of all of those. Yeah, and it creates this cascading effect where I think a lot of times people come to you probably looking for a tactic, a hack, something to help them grow. And you realize, oh, wait a minute, this is, this all flows from positioning. It all flows up, you know, downhill essentially from the fact that they didn't choose the right positioning up front. Yeah, and and it is, um, it's funny that you use the word choice because I always say like, profitability is actually a choice. It's the positioning that makes the decision for you. That's like my favorite little, Mm. you know, soundbite because really at the end of the day, like profitability is a lagging indicator. Um, I did a podcast one time and I had somebody who talked about profitability from the standpoint of weight loss. It's like, if your goal is to lose weight, you don't just step on the scale every uh, step on the scale every day and hope that that number goes down, right? Like you have to do things in order to move that needle. (laughs) Um, So I think profitability is the same thing. It's like, you know, yes, our goal at the end of the, the program or the end of the engagement or the year, whatever it is, yes, it's to be more profitable. But what are all the little tiny things that we're doing and changing? They could be really small things over time that are compounding, or they could be larger things like doing a repositioning, sometimes even a rebranding of an agency um, if that's needed. So yeah, it's super interesting work and I love it so much. Yeah. Um, So a couple questions about the, the actual business model that you run. So when you're helping people figure out their positioning, are you working with agencies that already operate inside of industries you understand really well? Or are, do you enjoy working with agencies that are kind of outside your scope where you have to really dive in and you, you're learning about that in the industry from the ground up 
and, and approaching it with fresh eyes? That's a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. Um, so I work with agencies of all types, uh, branding, design, experiential, video, you name it. Um, as long as they're kind of in the creative or technology space, that's sort of how I define it. Um, who they serve is less important to me because when we go through the process of um, developing the buyer personas and really understanding the pain points of their audience, I'm working collaboratively with them. So it's not like I have to come in with a really deep understanding of their client, right? We're going to gather all that together. We're going to do the research together. I'll do some on my end and they'll have a ton of input. Um, that's really helpful. So no, I don't have to specialize in that, but I specialize in understanding how to grow an agency, you know, how to mm -hmm. put all the moving parts and all the variables in place so that you can have a systematized process. Yeah. And the reason I ask is that I, I have people coming to me as an agency, like to hire my agency. Mm -hmm. And because, because I have and run like two or three podcast platforms in a specific industry. Like I, I am somebody in that industry. And so I attract a lot of clients from that industry. Right. And I know that industry, like I know it. Um, so when somebody comes to me with a, with a grand idea of I'm going to take over this, I'm going to do this and we're going to build the best this and that usually I'm able to like, if I was coming at it from a general agency perspective and just working with them from the ground up, I, w I would probably jump on board and I would have, I would create a whole different position for them versus mm -hmm. one that I would create for them knowing what I know now living in the industry that they want to like right. become prominent in. So I do think there's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you really have to do your homework up front if you're going yeah. into an industry fresh and cold there, man, there's a lot of upfront work. So that, that makes sense that you can do it, but yeah, it gets, I'm sure the process of like learning about something new from the ground up gets easier over time, but yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're doing like a ton of, uh, competitive analysis as well. We're looking at it from the search engine standpoint. We're looking at it from the market standpoint, um, mm -hmm. opportunities, demand, you know, what the agency is great at, what their pro most profitable engagements have been, all of those things. So it's like, you know, the research that you're doing is a little bit of qualitative, a little bit of quantitative, um, a little analogous. And, you know, so it's like, I don't know, I, I sort of dive into the way that I approached new business at my own agency that I had for you know almost 15 years. And before we were well positioned, we were taking on nonprofits as well as B2B as well as B2C. And so owning that agency and kind of running things, it wasn't really any different because we had to understand what the end client's goals and, and market and mm -hmm. industry, we had to understand all of that. And we couldn't do a good job unless we understood it to the extent that they did. So I don't look at that gotcha. as, as so, so you spent 15 years building up the skill of learning a new industry really quickly. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. great way to put it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so when you're working with someone to kind of find their positioning, and you're starting with buyer personas and pain points, uh, how do you know or how do you and the client know together that you've hit the right positioning? So I'm going to take a step back from that question because we don't actually start with the buyer personas first. Um, the process that I have uh, sort of developed over the last couple of years of doing this is to start with uh, intake sessions. So mm -hmm. what I do is I come up with about 10 to 12 questions where I'm working collaboratively with the agency leader to understand what do we really want to know, 
right? What, what's important to us to understand about the culture of the agency, what they think, what solutions they could come up with, where they think things are working, where they think things are falling apart, all of those things, right? So we, we do about, um, let's say about 45 minutes um, where I sit down with each and every person in the agency. So everybody, I always say from the CEO down to the summer intern, doesn't matter what their position is. I'll sit down and talk with them for about 45 minutes, go through these lists of questions. And you can imagine that, you know, as a conversation develops, you know, in that 45 minutes, they're not just answering those questions. They're kind of giving me a lot of nuance and a lot of, you know, backstory here and there. Yeah. Um, so I take all of that and those are completely anonymized, those responses. And then I start looking at the trends of what people are saying. Um, and what comes out of that are a lot of things that could lead to where we get to ultimately with the positioning. Because, you know, positioning to me is kind of like, think about it like a little whirlpool, right? There's a lot going into that whirlpool. So it's got to be a little bit of, is there a demand for the thing that, that we're offering? Yeah. Um, is what we're offering or the, the industries that we're serving, is, does that align with our core expertise? Does that align with our people's passions? Um, you know, and can we make money at this? You know, because you can have three of four of those things, yeah. but if you can't make money at it, then what are we doing, right? Like yeah. we're not in business to, to not make money. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of taking those three or four or five things and really understanding and distilling all of that down. I think mm -hmm. to answer your question, how do we know when we've gotten there? If everything's hitting on all cylinders, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, the team is super passionate about the industry that we're serving. Yes, this is our core expertise because we've had case studies and we have historical data of successful engagements. Mm -hmm. um, there is definite demand in the market, so we can be a premium provider and we can mm -hmm. outpace our competitors. And yeah. yes, we can make money at this. If I get a check mark on all four of those, it's it's thumbs up. Gotcha. Um, you know, and and again, it's a collaborative process, so it has to feel right. It has to. There is a an uh, an empathetic or an emotional component to it as well. Does it meet the, the core values of the team and of the agency owner? Mm -hmm. That's really good. I like the whirlpool analogy. And, uh, and those four questions are, are gold. Um, very, very difficult to hit all four of them. And probably the, the, the last one of those, can we make money at it? Can we be a premium provider? Yeah. Man, that is a, uh, that, that's a bitch of a question, right? Yeah, well, we the thing is, it's so important because at the end of the day, there's one question that a prospect or, or something that's going to go through the prospect's mind, right? When I'm looking at this agency to handle this service that I need or provide this value that I need or help solve this problem that I need solved, are you the only one in town? Like, are you the only game in town or are you literally replaceable? Are you a commodity? Like if I just need to build a website, I can literally go anywhere. I could go to GoDaddy maybe for free. I could go to the local web shop around the corner. I could hire somebody in India. I could do whatever, right? It's easily replaceable. At that point, you're just competing on price. Yep. But if I am a manufacturing company with a really, really unique sales process and proposition, I'm going to go to like a B2B industrial marketing company that only works with manufacturers. Yes. And if there are three of them in the country, I'm going to go to each one of those and see what their unique value propositions are. And I'm going to go to the one that I feel um, can show me that they've been doing this for 20 years, that they understand the industry better than I do. And yes. they know how to 
develop new business for me and they know how to help me close leads through sales enablement or, you know, whatever it is. So the point is make yourself irreplaceable and that's when you can start charging a premium. Love it. That uh, I'm assuming, because I think you might've been the one that told me about this. Fantastic oh program. yeah. David C. Baker. Yes. The business of expertise. Business I have obsessed over this book for like the last, I don't it's know when it was when you first told me about it. Uh, I actually just found it in my notes where, where you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I obviously went out and got it. And then you have, you're not the only one I've talked to in the last month or so. That's a huge fan of the book, mm-hmm. uh, which, which that's been fun to connect with people over that that is an amazing book and that's the best way I, it's the best way I've ever seen it put in terms of how to, how to know whether you're, you're positioned right. Are you yeah. replaceable? He, he knows his stuff. Um, his stuff. And, and I definitely take a couple pages out of that book um, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I, um, I actually had David on the show to talk about that book. I don't know if you saw that in a recent podcast, but the podcast mm. episode was called the power of positioning. Mm. And we talked a lot about this. So yeah, definitely yeah. take a look at that. Oh yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get that right now. Um, so I've got uh, probably one more quick question for you before we, we shut it down. Uh, in the meantime, how do people reach out? How do they connect and learn more about what you do and especially grab that podcast? Yeah, sure. So I do host a podcast called Thrive, your agency resource. And I bring people like David C. Baker on the show every other week. And we talk about everything from positioning to profitability to real, actually really, really in-depth um, tactics, growth hacking, um, uh, better presentations to win new business, uh, how to fix your pitch, you know, everything that you can think of as an agency owner that you're like, man, I wish there was a resource out there. Um, aside from your show, of course. So you can check that out at, um, uh, it's on Vimeo, it's on iTunes. Uh, like I said, it's called Thrive, your agency resource. And then more on me would just be at my website, which is klcampbell.com. Perfect. Okay. So final uh, semi-ambush question. So you're, uh, you're, you're <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, well, we've talked about this behind the scenes, but uh, I wanted to get your, just kind of your last ditch opinion on it for, for the listening public, so to speak. So your agency gets acquired. Right. You sell, you sell your agency, what, circa 2016, 16, I think it was. Yep. Um, looking back now, anything you would have done differently? Any, any major lessons that came out of it uh, that you would have brought into the agency if you would have known how the sale process would have gone down? Interesting. So I'm going to give you two different answers for that. Um, <laughs> the first one is uh, not related to the sale of the agency, but okay. one of the things that I learned as an agency owner in 2007 I created a separate entity and I basically was splitting my time between that separate entity, which was a a holistic health and wellness platform for practitioners and consumers. So sort of think like WebMD, but for people who were interested in holistic and integrative and alternative medicine. So 2007, I start that venture. I had had my agency for, you know, a few years at that point and I was splitting my time between the two. So the big lesson that came out of that, even though I was able to, you know, sort of offload that and, and sold it to another company, um, I would never, ever split my time again between the two things, you know, between two things when I'm, uh, when I'm working. So that actually came up again as a consultant because I thought about um, a new software that I wanted to develop. And, and I was like, Oh, go back to the lesson. Don't split your time. You're an agency growth consultant. Just stick with that. So that's the first thing that I'll say is like splitting your time, owning an agency, not a good idea. Definitely don't do it. Um, but the, uh, the lesson or something that I would talk about from the acquisition is I can't 
I can't talk about how important it is to really understand culture. So when you're thinking about being acquired, vetting um, not only is this a good opportunity from a financial standpoint, but really looking at how aligned are, is the culture of the new entity and your entity right. um, if you're the one being acquired. Because that process, um, I didn't put enough time into that with the acquisition of my company. Um, and I think if I had vetted it from that lens, I probably would not have gone through with it. Um, just being honest, you know, it was just such a, a, a different mentality, a different mindset in um, the two agencies. So that's probably something that I would say, and, and I've talked about this on the podcast with a couple of other agency owners who have been acquired or merged with other organizations mm -hmm. and the culture fit has to be there, you know, um, unless you're, you know, in a situation where you're just selling some intellectual property, maybe selling the client list, um, right. you know, the master service agreements, things yeah, like that. Yeah, there's no meshing of staff and all. If there's no meshing yeah. of staff, that's kind of like the, the little asterisk to this. Mm -hmm. But I would say nine times out of 10, there is a meshing of staff, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was in my case. And I think if I, if I had to do it all over again, I would have vetted it from that perspective a little bit, a lot more than I did. Um, and I probably would have, um, you know, just struck a deal with a different organization. Um, but, you know, looking back on it now, it was definitely the, the right move for me. Um, every one of my staff members is in a place where they're making fantastic money. They have great jobs. Um, I was actually just at uh, one of my lead project managers weddings the other night. Nice. Um, and uh, I you know how in the Jewish tradition they have the ketubah where you're signing like the marital contract between the two of you. So mm -hmm. you sort of elect a representative, um, you know, to sort of say, Hey, this is a, a person that has been really influential in my life. And I know that they're going to hold me accountable as I enter into this marriage contract and everything. And my project manager, my, my former project manager actually elected me to sign the ketubah. And so to me, that was amazing. And that I, I was really, really humbled by that. And I realized that I did a lot of things wrong in running my agency, but that told me that I did something right. So um, yeah, awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, that's incredible. Amazing story. Well, I know you got to run, so I want to honor your time um, and we'll get all the show notes, you know, all the links and stuff like that to the podcast and the website. But Kelly, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks so much, Pat. I enjoyed it. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. Uh, that is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine and we'll see you on the next episode.